are live. Hello, this is the Overclock Podcast, the podcast, the most high octane tech podcast. In Africa. <laughs> high, octa- high octane, especially since we've been refueled by burgers and fries from brownies and donuts. And here comes the coffee now. Coffee and very much. Thank you very much. You can just take the more. And the coffee's arrived, so that's going to top. That's like the nitrous, the nitrous to go with the fuel. Anyway, this is the Overclock Podcast. We are back at Brownies and Downs um, in Long Street. Let me call it by its proper name now. And I actually like this environment quite a bit. Yeah, we know it's kind of noisy and all, but we feel like the ambient sounds are part of the deal. <laughs> Moving on with tech. Uh, yes, Kevin. So this comes to you in three segments of five minutes each. We try. It's really difficult because we get so passionate and yep. like we ramble yep. on about things. But I hope you guys enjoy it. And here we go. Five minutes on the clock. And Kevin, what is bugging you about the world of tech? What is in the news? Okay. Well, um, I don't know if you've heard the term digital migration. Digital migration is we're supposed to be changing how we get TV in South Africa. And before you were just turn the tuner knob on your TV until, you know, SABC2 appeared, and then you turn it some more and SABC1 would appear and so on. That was how we traditionally got TV. That's called analog, <clears throat> traditional TV, but for a really long time, we're supposed to be moving to digital. Digital gives you a nice, clean signal, so your picture looks fantastic, your sound is fantastic. Most importantly, it's on a very narrow um, frequency, so that all the frequency that we now no longer need, radio frequency, can be used to make uh, high-speed wireless broadband and a whole lot of other I'm things. I'm not going to lie, for a second there, like for yeah. the first four seconds that you were speaking, yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, our servers are now going from overseas for various <laughs> services coming into South Africa, so they are migrating. <laughs> Okay, I shouldn't be servers, I shouldn't say services. Anyway, so we're getting digital TV. The problem is, we are like at least five or six years behind where we're supposed to be. And it now turns out that one of the reasons for that is because of inside dealings and shenanigans with government, people who were building the technology that we all needed to decode these new digital signals. Everybody wanted backhanders, everybody's brother had to be paid off and then the standards would change and the tenders got messed up and so on and so on. So we're way behind where we're supposed to be, which has in turn slow down how broadband is rolled out to the mass of South Africans. So I, I, I now, think there's a, there's, a bigger, there's a bigger consideration there, Gavin. Yes. I think consumption habits, TV consumption habits, have also changed quite a bit, which makes pursuing this whole digital migration thing a lot less profitable. Mm, I think you think that people are getting TV streamed off the internet, which of course is rubbish, because no one even has broadband in South Africa, let alone Netflix. We have fiber, Gavin. I don't have it in my neighborhood. Yes, neither do I, and but that's the point. We are I know probably people, I know people who have fiber. Yeah, but we're incredibly middle class and we don't even have fiber, so I think we're talking about a couple of one percenters, just because we happen to know a lot of them, because they're all techies. We know about the one percent of people who but have what fiber. what about LTE, Gavin? No, LTE is still way too expensive, but we're getting off the topic. The point is that government now, under Cyril Ramaphosa, has decided this is absolute rubbish. How can we be five years behind where we're supposed to be on this? It's an international standard we're supposed to be complying with, and we haven't even come close. It's just been shenanigans after shenanigans. Yes, we have Bad TVs. money thrown off the good money. in the market. It's been terrible. Are, are equipped for this thing. So now government has taken a nice, clear position on this. All the, the set-top boxes that they had built, which was around a million 
of them or so uh, that have to come with special antennas and so on. They've sent them all out to disadvantaged communities. They're being installed. And they had some other fancy dishes as well. There was a different proposition. Those yes. also came with different kind of set-top box. All those things were built. They were made at great expense. The government has now put the brakes on this local manufacture thing, which turned out to just be shenanigans. Um, the stuff they have made have been sent out to disadvantaged communities. And from now on, if you are a disadvantaged family, you can get a coupon, a coupon of sorts, which you then take to the nearest electronic store, which you can then use to get the decoder that you really need. And in and this way, government get, is subsidizing your digital TV. Then you get the privilege of watching the SABC channels, a little bit of ETV, because they have to, and like four Chinese TV well, channels. No, 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 but there's a lot of excitement that now we'll be able to have a lot more TV channels, because there's a lot more frequency available. No one's available. investing in it now, Gavin. And no, that's also, could, could be the case, but at very least, we believe the SABC will have have a 24-hour news channel. I don't know if that just means incredibly mediocre offerings around the clock. <laughs> okay. They have one on DSTV. Sorry? They have one on DSTV. True. So and there have been a couple of others who piloted their efforts. So we might see more content. That's not really what excites us. What excites us is that there will be frequency available for much better 4G, possibly 5G somewhere in the distant future, and most importantly, uh, wireless broadband access to the bulk of South Africans who can't get it today. That is a lovely argument, Gavin, but if there's no <laughs> content, no one's going to care. Oh, there's lots of content. The internet is full of content. Yeah, but digital TV is not... Okay, yeah, but that's my point, is that maybe you're not interested in the digital TV, we're interested in connectivity for all, and the two things go hand in hand, unfortunately. But what's important is that government's taken a firm position, instead of flip-flopping around, wasting time and money, we now know where we're going, and we're now guaranteed by the minister to get it by 2020, short of Mr. Ramaphosa being unseated in the elections, we can probably count on it for 2020 or before. But talking about government and technology, so you remember that time, I think it was last year or the year before, where the US had like a suspect of this person who had passed away or died. Oh, there's a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This guy used an iPhone and they were like, hey, Apple, give us the back door into his iPhone so we can like, so we can crack what he was saying. Uh -huh. Or like all his interactions and find out all these things. And then Tim Cook was like, uh, no, we can't do that. And then the government were like, hey, yeah, go to court and, <laughs> and, and we'll just tell you to do it. And then they went to court and they were like, uh, we can't do that. So because down, yes. we, we integrate like security from like the base up. And then there was this company that developed this machine. It's like a brute force attack machine. So it just like runs as many different variations of passwords. It basically can. just keeps hammering on the door. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you plug it in through the lightning port. Um, and then Apple, with the release of iOS 12, have now turned around and closed that back door. I think that's incredible. Yeah, I must say, I mean, I, we, we, my, my views on Apple are quite well known. I'm not the biggest supporter. But I have to say, they have come out very strongly in favor of personal privacy. I'm, I'm concerned that there are nefarious motives. Um, perhaps uh, Apple, Apple doesn't like the fact that other people have gathered so much data that it doesn't have. So it's, it's ready to downplay the Why role of personal data. The argument, though? I no, 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 I, I'm not making that argument. I'm saying that might be one of their cases. No, but I'm, like, that's, that's, that's like the paranoia. Like, here, on the you whole, a, you, here you have a company who is encouraging um, a trade-in situation where they can either recondition it and resell your old device or recycle it as, like, as far as possible. Yeah. Then they are also supporting four-year-old devices on their new software. 
It's just going to make them run slow, isn't it? Yeah, okay, never mind. Moving yeah, on from they, that. They okay. Actually okay. What you're saying is you got great longevity. Okay, what was your yeah. point about privacy? So data privacy, though. Why, why, are, why are we second guessing the motives of this company, where they are charging a premium to the people who are willing to pay it, but they also have this like long tail of like cheaper device, trying to make the devices cheaper and more easily available. That's a whole separate discussion, though, from data privacy. Why, I mean, why, why are we? That's why about we, marketing and who drank which Kool-Aid when. But you know, where, why is the knee-jerk reaction like, oh, they just want to stop other people from getting? Because it's very obvious that the future has got nothing to do with phones at all. The future is in your personal data. Yes. And Apple's making huge strides in that. They know that in three to four years from now, it won't bloody matter how many iPhones they sold. It really won't. What matters is how many services you've subscribed to and how much insight you've given them into your life. And, and they that's the only thing that's going to matter five years from now. They have pledged to protect my privacy while using their services. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm for you. But yeah, that yeah. is also time up on that segment. Oh. <laughs> well, I hope you got some value out of that. Uh. <laughs> okay, so I, iOS 12 has closed the door on, on SA spy services. Well, you've got to know, with the resources of the US government behind you, they're going to find a way in one way or another. You know? No, they won't. Uh-huh. And when they do, they will shut it again. Yes. But again, I mean, increasingly, they won't be accessing your phone at all because the data that they want will be stored on servers. They won't have to brute force your phone. They'll find another way to do it. I'd like some of my information to remain in my phone. But uh-huh. Devin, talking about files and privacy and data sharing and all this stuff, we collaborate quite a bit on things. I write for your magazine sometimes. Oh, yeah. What, for you, is the best way to send all sorts of files to friends? And that's five minutes on the clock. Okay. Um... Good question. Well, I have basically moved my entire personal filing system into the cloud. So now I can share any folder or any file with anyone by simply right-clicking on it and going, uh, give me a link. And I send that link to people, they click the link and it opens in the cloud for them. So that's been the primary way I've been sending, uh, sharing files. That way it doesn't matter how many files I'm sending, it doesn't matter how big those files are, because people can just receive them in the cloud. So um, I've been sharing things through OneDrive. I mean, I use OneDrive, which is Microsoft's cloud service, yeah. um, because it comes bundled with Microsoft Office Suite, and I use most of those things, as I believe you do too. Yes, yes, I do. I've got like five licenses, five people. Yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all my photos are in there, all my work documents are in there, all my personal documents are in there. I can share anything at any time with one click. You simply send a link off to whoever you want to share with. But this got me thinking, Gavin. So they are really so that's like a paid way of getting like yeah, one yeah. terabyte of, yep, of yep. cloud storage for yourself. Um, but then there are all these like free little ways of getting these, okay. these functionalities. Well, so I mean, well, what do we do a lot? We use Google Keep. Man, Google yes. Keep has been like a revelation to me. It was introduced to me by Lindsay. It's a simple sticky note system that runs on all your platforms. It runs in your web browser. It runs on your PC. It runs on your phone. It runs on anything you want. Yeah. It, it replicates all the time. And you can share immediately with other um, Gmail addressees. Everyone collaborates on one little sticky note. You can embed pictures. You can embed audio. Yes. Anything you like. Um, and so this has been one really interesting way of collaborating in a lightweight sort of way that still includes multimedia. Yeah, then there's, then there's also like Google Photos, for instance, just if you want to share photos with all your friends about, like maybe you want a joint um, album for the time you went to PP Island. Yeah, or, or share with the grandparents or something like that. Yeah, yeah so anyone with a Google account mm. can upload their photos to Google Photos in 
high resolution, not original resolution, for free as much as you want. It's unlimited, mm. which is pretty so, great. And you can just like tag people, or you can have collaborators on an album as well, and then Google will automatically suggest. You're talking with your hands, Lindsay. No one can see. Them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> So, so in short, we 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 like both Google Drive. We like we like Google Photos yeah. for, for photos. Definitely, it's management. Google Drive, you get fifteen gigs free, eh? Ooh, I can't even remember. I, I know pay Dropbox, more, you get so five gigs free on free account. Okay. You know, I don't know where Dropbox is in the scheme of things. I think it's more corporate. And then there's that other favorite, the um, the ones that the PR companies always use, which we, is we Transfer, yeah. WeTransfer is great. So WeTransfer is just like a one-off thing. You don't need to have an account with them, nothing yeah. like that. You just receive a link in your email, you click the link, and it opens, again, an online archive in the cloud. So I'm not sure why everyone uses WeTransfer. I think it's because you don't need to have an account, so it yes. works really reliably. And it, it, it can send up to 40 gigs or something. Yes. Time. I can't see any advantage of Dropbox over either OneDrive or uh, Google Drive. I can't see an advantage there. Dropbox doesn't have much an advantage over OneDrive, except for the, the generous and um, free space that it gives Ah, you. yes, okay. Um, but Google Drive, the problem that I've found, especially when sending to people who don't have Google accounts or sending to people's work emails mm-hmm. that aren't attached to the Google account, right. you need a Google account to retrieve things off of Google Drive. Right, so it's okay. Quite, it's quite an inconvenience if okay. you don't have one. Yes. I mean, it's hard to find someone who doesn't have a Google uh, Google account these days, but I suppose it, it could be if, if you're not logged in or something, it's a problem. Yeah. Okay. yeah and what i found as well is, especially if you like... You know, back in the day when people used to mock the iOS users because they couldn't like download MP3s or like transfer it via yeah, USB. Yeah, 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 so yeah. now, if you're using a cloud service, you can actually send any music you want to anybody on any system, yeah. and they can just download it natively. Yeah, I mean, speaking of which, yeah, I mean, there's another thing that, that I share with people through the cloud is is music. Yeah, I mean, in some instances, they'll only send a link. Um, another another sharing tool we haven't really considered is WhatsApp. WhatsApp is really very versatile yes. for sending stuff. But especially with pictures, it does yeah, compress yeah, yeah. them quite a bit. Yes, but the convenience is just so fantastic. You know? And mm. then Facebook Messenger is also quite good. Mm. It doesn't compress as much. Yeah. Um, and then Instagram is becoming like a bit of a like messaging service as well. Yeah, funny how these things are happening. <laughs> okay, so what have we discussed? We've discussed the various cloud sharing file services. Yeah. We've discussed Google Photos that specializes just in handling photos. Um, we've discussed how you can send links easily through WhatsApp. Uh, we've discussed how you can also send links to documents or folders or anything else through OneDrive and Google Drive. What yes. else did we discuss? Oh, we discussed Google Keep, where you can yeah. kind of collaborate in a lightweight way just using a sticky note. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah and then there's also like, I, I hate to hop in the Google services, but again, like mm. the Google, Google Docs, where if you are setting out like a menu or you you setting up like an invitation or something mm-hmm. or you're working on your budget together with your partner or your like your, your roommate you you can all collaborate on one google doc like seamlessly in the background yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's very, actually very impressive i mean it doesn't sound that impressive until you actually do it and you realize just how empowered you are through this when you're busy typing yeah. and you can see someone else making edits <laughs> 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 then that, mm. that is impressive and you can chat alongside and 
that is time for oh, this segment. I mean, we just delivered like easily a dozen ways to, <laughs> to share files with your friends there. Mm. Yeah, most yeah, most importantly, you need to have a data connection nowadays. Mm. We, we're done with this. Let, I'm gonna just bring my driver with the your place stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot that other way of sharing with your friends. You take the flash drive over to their desk. Yeah. So, Gavin, uh, as we are one to every week, we do the take a lot at five minutes on the clock, Mr. Dudley. Yes. <clears throat> So, Gavin, everybody wants to work on their fitness, everybody wants to get their health in order. Well, some people don't, but they have to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, activity trackers have become like this very, very, very big market segment. Yeah, I'm, 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 your, I'm your classic tracker candidate, because I just don't take the workout thing all that bloody seriously. I run a couple of times a week, maybe once, maybe twice, in the mountains. I don't even check the time. I don't even check the distance. It's like very casual. I go for long beach walks with my dogs. You know, I'm kind of getting the old exercise, but I'm not like like sweating and tracking all the details. But I do want to know, you know, how I'm faring. And most importantly, I think that your overall wellness is, is a lot of it is based on your day-to-day activities. It's how many cans of Coke you're drinking at your desk, you know, and that so, kind of so thing. So I feel you. I feel so I'm, you. I'm, a, I'm a classic tracker I'm, candidate. I'm not a sports device person. I'm, I'm just quite, a tracker I'm, I'm candidate. I'm quite the opposite. So from yeah, here, I'm yeah, actually yeah. going to the gym. <laughs> It's blazing hot, by the way. For those who don't know, it's like 30-something degrees. He's going to the gym. Exactly. Um, because it's too hot to go running, Gavin. Ah, oh, there you go. Um, I, oh. I might not look it, but I, I, I keep up with my fitness. Yeah, yeah here's a man who does a casual quite. 10Ks. If I do 10Ks, I'll take the rest of the week off. I'm like, doing a casual 10K tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, I do that. I take the whole rest of the week off, okay? And I eat ice cream every day of that week. Yeah, but I'm all about having the fitness work for me. So everything that I do needs to have, like, tangible outcomes. Okay. So if I'm going to be gaining like points or some, something's going to be monitoring like how much I walk like all of those metrics that aren't, mm. that, that aren't really tied to real performance gains so it's like just those junk little numbers. like walk, walking around the block or like yeah, walking yeah. the dog stairs climbed yeah. I want to at least get a smoothie a month for that <laughs> so okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with Discovery I'm with uh, Discovery okay. Vitality so I skew towards recommending trackers that are going to have a tangible benefit to the person. So I mean, you're not I, just putting in the work for them. I, mean, I, can't, I can't deny there is something that's very gratifying about feedback that tells you you've made a daily goal, you haven't been sitting on your ass all week. You know, there's something very gratifying about that. And now, if you do link even, even your basic uh, good name brand tracker to your uh, health service like Discovery, yeah. they do give you rewards, free smoothies, free all sorts of things, coffees yeah. and so on. So there is that secondary reward and there's probably something in it. And that. I think that keeps you motivated a lot better as well. Yeah. So what I found on the Take A Lot, as a Take A Lot Tech Treasure, is the TomTom Touch Cardio Activity Tracker, which is now going for the princely sum of 889 Rand, um, 40% off. Is this the one that has that body mass index thing in it? Uh, no, they've kind of uh, taken that away, so they paired it down. Because that was quite a like, neat idea. It was a neat yeah. idea. Yeah, but it was a little bit misunderstood in the market okay. as well. Because it, it forced you to do things like you kind of have to wake up in the same state every morning. So okay. like the same hydration levels. I just see, well, like, I see. Dedicate, like, you, know, you just want your data to be a bit more reflective. Okay, so, I mean, to my mind, there are easily easily over a dozen different trackers, tracker brands that you can get at Take A Lot, but it really comes down to something that's not about the tracker at all. It's about the app, the supporting app that goes with that tracker, because that's really what analyzes your data and it presents 
an overall picture of how you're doing. And the better that app works, the clearer the picture is, the more reliably it works, and so on. And remember, once you start collecting data on yourself, you're kind of tied into a system long term. Yes. You can't just change brands halfway because you lose all your historical data. Yes. So to my mind, you really want to pony up to get the best possible brand name tracker you can right at the beginning because it could be a long-term relationship you're getting into. Yeah, for um, me, Fitbit has the best app sure, in agreed. terms of like social agreed. integration as well. Agreed. I also um, think it, it does its sleep measurements the best, I think. Polar, yeah. if you really just want metrics on yourself. Yeah, and Pol Polar is one of those companies that specializes in sort of triathlon Ironman type yeah. equipment. And they've drilled their way down to the tracker market, but really they're about the serious sporty guys. So even though their product's really good, I think it's, it's the A-series, is yeah, it? Yeah, the, the A370, I think. Yeah, it's nice. The I mean, they, they're perfectly good and all. Um, I just I find myself more in the sort of the Garmin and the Fitbit camp. Yes, I, I, I'm big into Fitbit now. I wear an Ionic every day. Um, and I've skewed towards Polar in terms of heart rate tracking. So, like, the, the, the Fitbit gets in the way if I'm doing, like, kettlebell swings or... Kettlebell swings? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It sounds well, like... Kettlebell snatches more, actually, when you're sending I'm the... I'm guessing this has got nothing to do with making tea at all. Sending a piece of nothing to do with making over, cups of tea. over your arm and it's hitting, like, the other side of your... Yeah, your it sounds like and something you... Yeah. You'll break a watch really quickly that yeah, way. Absolutely. It's exactly what I'm thinking right there. Yeah. So there I use I use a device called it's the Polar OH1. It's a Bluetooth heart rate monitor. It's just a little pod that you put on like your forearm. And right. it, it's just a heart rate sensor. Like it's the bottom of a smartwatch with a built-in heart rate sensor, effectively. Okay. Alright, so I'm I'm guessing that if it's a um a Polar product, you yeah. should be able to buy it on Take Lot. I haven't checked that out. Uh, yeah, Polar products are a bit hit and miss. Uh, okay, I'll, what yeah. you're definitely finding, you're finding a lot of Fitbit. Yes. The, the Fitbit so, Alter HR, because you want to get that heart rate yeah, And, and that well. really is the entry level on the Fitbit. There, there are other Fitbits, but it's what we recommend as the entry level is the Alter HR. Yeah, Alter HR. HR, of course, stands for heart, heart rate. rate. It's, so it has it a heart rate monitor. It's very slender. It's probably, probably about a centimeter wide, and it's a very simple bracelet. The, the important thing is it must fit into your work style, it must fit into your work wardrobe, because yeah. you need to wear it through the day to get the best, the, the full benefits. Yeah, yeah, and that is currently going for 1,989 rand. Oh, it's not cheap exactly, I really had expected it to be a little cheaper than that, but okay. And you can get lots of different kinds of straps and bracelets to go with your, your Alter yeah. HR, so you can, you can swap your colors around and that kind but of thing. But the important thing when you're looking for an activity tracker, just something that's going to be picking up on your daily motion, yep. something that's maybe going to reward you, so it's going to be with you if you doing like something more intense so it must be tracking your heart rate so if you're going like for that 10k run or 5k run even okay or if you because vitality gives you extra points for if your heart rate is elevated for like over 30 minutes yes, you keep it up there yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so something that's going to be able to pick up on those trends as well so so the next fit put up on that would be the something with an s <laughs> uh... no it's not search so then you are moving into Fitbit's most popular one is actually a brand new one out it's now it's a charge charge not yes. spark I was thinking spark charge charge 3 is the new one out now it's great it's got a much bigger display than before yeah charge 3 is as a thousand rand more yeah 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 so this is if you're taking yourself a little bit more seriously if you're doing more than one kind of activity it's really good because what it does is it recognizes your activities so whether you're in the gym whether you're walking around the block or whether you're running up a mountain yeah. it can now identify the kind of activity you're involved in in sports as well yeah so um, it's measuring your heart rate regularly through the day and because it has a bigger display much easier to read the altar, like I say, it's only about a centimeter wide, but that makes for a very tiny display.
display, not so easy to just kind of read on the fly. So there, there you're, so looking, you're definitely looking at what's a 2889. Yeah, but out then now. when you're shopping at that level, then you, you're bringing Garmin into the fray as well. So Garmin has, so Garmin has a Vivo which is kind of like the consumer facing there. Yes, so Gar Garmin's got easily 20 different products in the yes. market across the board, but you want to look for the ones that start with the word Vivo. Yes, so the Vivo Sport, so the Vivo Smart is kind of like the tracking band that does notifications as well. So it links to the smartphone does notifications. So the current Vivo Smart is the Vivo Smart 3. Mm. So this has a mono display, it's kind of yes. a monochrome so display? Yeah, the Vivo Smart 4 has a color display. Okay. Um, but then they've changed it to Vivo Sport, which is the one that you want, because that has built-in GPS. Yeah, now GPS is kind of becoming really important if you want accurate measurements of where you've been. You know, measuring your step is a very vague measurement actually, and it also can't tell whether you're walking uphill or downhill or anything else. Whereas yes. with GPS, it measures um, precise locations and so on. So, but GPS, of course, it drains the battery and it does make the device slightly bigger. Um, but it really is invaluable if you're taking your fitness a little bit more serious. Um, so I so think I think we have agreed that the Alter HR, the Fitbit Alter HR, is the one to get. If you, if you can put up with a nice, a tiny display, it's very slender and unobtrusive. Um, That's good the, app integration. Yeah, the Charge 3, if you want to take yourself a little bit more seriously. Yes. All these devices, of course, work well in the in the gym. And you say the Vivo series. Yes, the, the Garmin Vivo series. Mm. Although there's no stock to take a lot right now, but the I pricing see. is very good. The Vivo Sport, which is the one you want, that is coming in at 2,789 yes. rand. So uh, there, there are a lot cheaper trackers out there, but uh, that really does underplay how important this could be. Chances are, if you get a bad tracker with a bad app, you'll end up stop using it in a month or two. Yes. Whereas you get something that affirms you and that works seamlessly and works well in the background, you might use it for much longer, and then you're getting more value for your money. And what I find so, is the best thing to do is actually just get what your friends have. Yeah, that's true. It's great for comparing and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, cool, consider man. if you need G GPS if you want really accurate measurements of where you've been and where you're going. Otherwise, step count will be just fine. Yeah. So the so the Fitbit the Alta, Alta HR, HR for 1,989 is your entry point. Is our take a lot take treasure for this week. Cool. Gavin, what you up to? Um, I am walking up the mountains. No, tonight I'm going to a screening of the Rocky Horror Picture Show um, with audience participation. Oh, lovely. Uh, very weird. Now, the weird thing is that I'm taking my teenage children who are just dreading me actually participating. Mm. It's a lovely coming of age story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, okay. Um, and um, then I'll be playing with some tech this weekend. I haven't even decided what yet. Oh my goodness, you have so much tech to play with that you haven't decided. <laughs> uh, anyway, I finished filming my second YouTube video in the How to Fix South Africa series. Oh, I'm actually really looking forward That's to that. That's on um, thatopinionguy.co.za. You can search for That Opinion Guy on YouTube. Um, and I'm taking on the very, very light and airy subject of land reform. <laughs> <laughs> We've already had a heated debate about it in this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so that will all be up probably when this is gracing your ears, all on the site. Um, Gavin's new magazine is on the shelves. Yep. Um, nothing specific to report there. Look out for that. Uh, it has a TV on the cover with Spider-Man. Oh, with Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man in the TV. Well, Spider-Man breaking out of the TV. So our lead, our lead product roundup is about 4K TVs. But we also have a really big review of the Spider-Man game, which is quite a quite a blast. Awesome. This have is, a great week. Yeah, this has been another episode of the O'Clock Podcast, the most high octane tech podcast in South Africa. And we will see you next week. Or hear you next week. Out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>